0: Hello beautiful friends, this is Coach Meg and you are listening to Simply Healthy with me, Coach Meg. For those that don't know me, I am a certified health coach, certified personal trainer, and a certified group fitness instructor. I've been in the health and wellness industry for over 10 years and my degree is in health and human performance, focusing on exercise science. Something else you should know about me, I used to be an addict. My addiction caused me mood swings, brain fog, a dysfunctional immune system, fertility issues, accelerated aging, overspending, and stress. And as I'm telling you that I used to be an addict, it's only fair that I also tell you I've never done hard drugs in my life. My addiction was sugar. And that's what we're talking about today. Sugar addiction is actually a biological disorder. Your biology changes as you overconsume sugar, it changes your hormones and it changes your neurotransmitters. I know, big words. Let's keep it simple. Symptoms of a sugar addiction. Here's how you know you crave comfort food at dinner, you crave soda or sweetened drinks, you make excuses for eating sugar, you reward yourself with sugar, you binge on sugar when you're alone, and when you withdraw from sugar, you have a headache, anxiety, mood swings cravings, insomnia, chills, and lack of energy. Sound about right? It did for me. Let me tell you what my favorite quote is. My favorite quote is, we are who we choose to be. It actually comes from the bad guy in a Spider-Man movie, but I think it's really powerful. I think it tells us that choice is controversial Think about it. Do you choose what you eat? If we feed an addictive substance, aka sugar, to a baby, by the time they're 10 and they're addicted to sugar, is it a choice? Let's talk about that addiction. If you think you're not addicted, let's look at a study. They did a study on rats. They got a group of rats addicted to cocaine. They offered those rats cocaine-laced water or sugar water. These rats that were addicted to cocaine chose sugar water every time. That's got to tell you something. And if you still think you're not addicted, go two days with no sugar And journal what you eat, just to make sure, and journal your mood. Come back and let me know. An addict can resist with no access, but they'll struggle and they'll go back. Remember that. Something you have to think about. When you're withdrawing from sugar, there's a lot of things you know you can't have, and there's some things you don't think about. When you're withdrawing from sugar, you obviously can't have soda, but you also can't have juice. You can't have alcohol, but you also can't put cream in your coffee. You can't have white toast, can't have donuts, can't have pancakes, can't have yogurt, no ice cream, no pre-marinated meats, no salad dressing, no peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and obviously no candy. So what's sugar actually doing? Let's talk about that for a minute. When you eat sugar, It tells your body to produce insulin they team up and they're supposed to find a cell go in there together and make energy sounds great right well your cells have a capacity it's not a very big one once they reach that capacity your insulin and your sugar have nowhere to go so they stay in the bloodstream and your blood sugar stays high and when your blood sugar is high you keep producing more insulin and as you produce more insulin that insulin gets stored as belly fat. Did you know that belly fat is the most dangerous kind of fat? Technical term is visceral fat and it's not the fat that's under your skin. It's actually fat that surrounds your organs and that's why it causes so many problems. So when there's too much sugar in your blood, your body actually goes into a state of emergency. We know that as fight or flight. I'm sure you've heard it before. When this happens, Your digestive system will flood with acid. It does that because your body cannot use any energy for anything but fight or flight. That acid seeps through to your skin. If we stay in this for too long, this is where you'll see the people that seem to age really quickly. Fight or flight also causes inflammation. These things all make sense when you think about it. When you look back to when we needed fight or flight, we were hunting and gathering. And when we were hunting, if something jumped out on us and we weren't ready for it, we either had to run or fight. And if we had to run or fight, our bodies couldn't use energy for digestive processes or reproductive processes or any other process. The acid went to our skin so that if we got bit, we didn't taste good. The inflammation happened so that if we got bit, we would get inflamed and it would stay in one spot. It wouldn't spread. It kept us from getting toxic everywhere else. Now looking at that, thinking back to what I just said about how all your systems shut down, something that I dealt with when I was addicted to sugar was that I couldn't seem to have that second baby. What happens as females when we have too much sugar is that our body will actually produce male reproductive hormones versus female. No female reproductive hormones, no babies. The other thing that happens when you're producing male reproductive hormones, you'll start to see facial hair. You'll start to see more acne. You'll start to get hair loss on your head and you won't ovulate. Let's look into our immune system. 75 to 80% of our immune system is in our gut. It's our gut bacteria. Some of it's good and some of it's bad. It's a delicate balance. When we eat sugar, we feed the bad. When we feed the bad and starve the good, we get off balance. We go back into fight or flight. Again, our immune system suffers. What happens when we get off balance is that we're creating an imbalance in our cells. So our cells go through a life cycle, just like everything else. They're new, they grow, they're useful, they die off. When they die off, they feed off, they feed the new cells that are growing. What happens when we have too much sugar is that we're feeding the wrong cells And our cells get off of that life cycle. And when they get off of that life cycle, we have a bunch of cells that don't know they're supposed to die. And when cells don't know they're supposed to die and they stay there, that's when you see cancer. When our gut bacteria is off balance, because we eat too much sugar, it actually causes anxiety and depression. It signals an emergency to the brain through a nerve that goes from your stomach all the way up, and it says, hey, something's wrong here. And then you start to have these terrible feelings and terrible thoughts because your stomach is saying, nope, everything's bad, this is not good. So let's recap that biology for a minute. Sugar causes addiction, overconsumption, insulin resistance, fat and diabetes, inflammation, Chronic disease, stress in our body, aging, infertility, a defective immune system, and anxiety and depression. Sounds great. Let's go have some. So what do we do about it? How do we fix it? We reboot the same way that we would reboot our phone if it wasn't working right. We turn it off and then we turn it back on. We refresh. We regroup, whatever you want to call it. We have to find a way to get better before we find out we're already worse. We all know somebody that's diabetic. We know them or we know of them. We know that their medications cost a lot of money. Most of us know someone or know of someone who has Alzheimer's and what a terrible disease. We all know someone or know of someone who has had to sit either for themselves or with a loved one in the doctor's office and hear the words, I'm sorry you have cancer. We feel for these people. We hurt for these people. We all know someone who's been trying for years and can't have a baby. It sucks. So something has to change. We have to do what's necessary then we have to do what's possible. And finally, we'll be able to do the impossible. And it won't, be, it won't be hard at all. So what's necessary? What's necessary is that we get aware. We start learning today. We have to know how much sugar we're actually intaking between what we're eating and what we're drinking. Question everything. Read all the labels. See if there's sugar in it. Trade it out for something else. Once we understand how much we're actually getting, then we can do what's possible. And what's possible is picking a different option, using an alternative to whatever we were using before. If you don't know any, or if you're thinking, I don't know what an alternative is, I don't know how to switch it out, Google. It's amazing. We all have access. Use it. If you're baking, Try switching out your sugar for unsweetened applesauce. If you're having a salad, try switching out your salad dressing for olive oil, lemon, or just some sea salt. Or all three. If you want pancakes, try banana oatmeal pancakes instead of a box. If you want peanut butter, change brands. You want chocolate? Go darker. Got a candy dish at work? Switch it out for dark chocolate and dry roasted almonds. Sweet and salty. Goodbye candy. As you continue to do what's possible, as often as possible, you actually end up doing the impossible. You end up controlling your weight, controlling your food, controlling your mood, feeling better, having more energy, less brain fog, and you actually end up more productive. What happens then is really cool. You actually realize how great you feel. And then you realize that you had no idea how bad you felt. From there, you really do the impossible. You go 10 days. That's less than a week and a half without sugar. You detox completely. You regenerate. You reboot. Pull yourself out of the addiction. You are who you choose to be. You are also what you choose to eat. And you can choose. You can be pure, whole, colorful, and full of things that benefit others. Or you can be dull, colorless, full of crap, and toxic to the people around you. You choose.